good day everyone you're listening to time for your hobby and this is episode 161 it's all downhill from here i know it sounds kind of negative when i say that but either way i'm your host alex and today i have the honor to have bill as my guest on the show how are you doing today i'm doing good thanks for having me on well thanks for being here uh i've tried snowboarding a few times back in my days and i'm not good so now it's great to have somebody who is here who can teach me again my ways or the ways of the hills of the snow of nature so thank you bill for being here and i'm excited to get into this topic same here i'm excited to spread some knowledge on snowboarding now before we start spreading some knowledge on snowboarding i'm sure people would like to learn a little bit more about who is bill so spread some knowledge on bill well my name is bill i'm currently a senior at the university of connecticut for those in america and i've been snowboarding for the majority of my life found it as a big passion and I like to go on the radio, have my own podcast, and yeah, that's Bill. Oh, we got to learn more about Bill. So on that note, where can they find you online, whether it's social media, websites, projects, or even, I don't know, maybe if you have a podcast as well, you'd love to share. I'd love to hear it. Sounds good. You can find me at uh, Instagram, Twitter, Podcast The Way, or you can Google search uh, podcasttheway.com or at The Way Podcast, Bill Trofeski. The website one's easier though. And you know what? I'll make it even easier than that. I'll put the links down below so people can click it and go follow it and show some love. Thank you very much. And now we're going to jump or slide right down into the topic. Hopefully that was a good cheesy pun, right? Yeah, no, maybe not. Okay. (laughs) We're going to be talking about snowboarding. So for you, you said you've been doing it for a long time. So how did you actually get introduced to snowboarding? Well, originally when I was three, I picked up skiing through uh, my parents. They brought me to mountains. But then by the time I was 11... 12 well my friends was a big snowboarder so he introduced me to the sport and i never looked back so when you did try out snowboarding for the first time did you do like a, a mix between snowboarding and skiing or you just like you picked up snowboarding you're like what are those two sticks over there i don't do that i do the longboard maybe i rented a pair of skis when i was 16 but one time only snowboarding and do you remember the feeling you had when you tried snowboarding for the first time because i feel like when I did it, that was the same situation. I started off with ski, then snowboard, and you used somewhat a little bit of different stance and muscle groups. So do you remember that feeling? Oh, yeah, definitely. It took me uh, three times and I was still, I mean, I was young, 11, but I was crying through my goggles, hoping nobody could see my eyes through my <laughs> goggles. <laughs> so yeah, I was very uh, frustrated at that time. I could just imagine you crying through the goggles and it just fogs up. <laughs> so the more you cried, the foggier it gets inside the goggles. Like, oh, no. Yep, and ride right into a tree then. (laughs) Fun. That is fun. Hopefully there's a helmet, I would imagine so. So, a random question, but when it comes to snowboarding, which position do you prefer to ride on? I think there's, I think it's regular and goofy, if I, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, you got that right. And with my left foot, uh, foot uh, pointing down the mountain, I ride regular. And when you first started off, did you like, didn't know where to do? You're like, okay, or is that the actual first position you went in? You're like, cool, I like this position. Let's keep it this way. I skateboarded for a year or two before and I was regular, so I just stuck with regular. Oh, that's awesome that you skateboarded. So that, does that mean you brought along a lot of the same muscle groups, skills, and techniques that you had from snowboarding? So it's kind of like second nature for you? I'm sure. And a lot of people say that, but I just, I found them very different. I don't know why with like the boots locked into snowboard versus your feet being able to move freely on a skateboard. It wasn't too much I brought over, I'd say. So you're telling me you cannot do a kickflip with a snowboard? <laughs> i can barely do an ollie on a skateboard that, that sport's hard <laughs> and for you what would you say is the best part about snowboarding on a personal and an emotional level yeah i could say two things one people love to look at the view you're on top of the mountain you look at the sky the mountain everything but for me i like the terrain park 
So I get a lot of dopamine every time I land a trick right. So that's my favorite part. Actually, so you mentioned tricks, which is actually really important. So I was going to ask you, but he kind of answered it already. But do you prefer just going down the hill casually or doing tricks? 99% of the time doing tricks in what's called the terrain park. That's part of the mountain with all the rails and jumps specifically for that. And how many tricks are in your arsenal? I don't know what number I could give, but I, gra- I could grab every part of the board. The best trick I do is probably a 360 tail grab, which is when you grab the back of the board. Nose points down, tail points up. And so I could say a good number and going on rails and whatnot, maybe 20. Oh, wow. Jeez. <laughs> all, all at once in one single leap, right? Oh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah, of Easy. course. Yeah, yeah. Slow motion. Second and year. <laughs> it takes a year to come down. Yeah. Uh, so on that note, are there any tricks that you would like to learn? Like you say, or you haven't achieved yet, but you're like, oh, I really want to learn this trick. One of my friends can do a backflip and that terrifies the life out of me, but that just looks so much fun to be able to do one day. It's, I would imagine the terrifying part would be the over rotation or the under rotation. Yep. <laughs> and then landing on your neck or something. Oh, that's what, that's what scares. <laughs> can you do a front flip? Nope. <laughs> no flips. <laughs> so backflip first, then front flip, right? But not in the same. That'd be defying laws of physics if you can do both of them in one single trick. I took a physics course at UConn, so I know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you bring your papers with you in the air, like, all right, okay, at this point, now do the flip. Exactly. See, you're getting in it. But I would imagine the different types of boards play a big role on the physics aspect of it. So what is your preferred type of snowboard you'd like to use and why is it important to understand the engineering design of it? Each company has their own, what they bring to the table, uh, their each unique, unique aspect. But in simple terms, you have the V-Rocker, the flat, and the camber. Camber has an N-shape, rocker has a U-shape, if you were to like lie flat on the ground. And a flat is, as it sounds, flat. For me, I like the rocker because it's easy and uh, it's just, it's like butter. You can ride it around, spin around. It's very forgiving. While the cam- And it's a great for rails for that reason. While the camber gives you a lot of power under your feet for jumps and whatnot. But I like the fun buttery feeling. And are these snowboards a new technology or is this considered older technology? And on that note, where do you see the future of snowboarding going? Let's say in the design of snowboards, how they're built and other materials such as that. It's not the newest of technology. However, they have been adding hybrids where it goes from a rocker to a camber under your feet and then rocker flat in the middle. So they have been adding varieties. LibTech likes to do a, uh, one of the snowboard companies likes to do a big fee rocker, like pure butter. And as for years to come, I'd say it's kind of like an iPhone where they've already kind of nailed the uh, image. Burton, uh, it's for bindings. They made uh, s- strapless bindings where you just step on and you lock in instantly a few years ago. So they might be adding different tech like that. Or in snowboards, they might add a new piece of metal in a different position inside the board to give it strength but i feel like they've already got the circle i would imagine the snowboards themselves are not just simply plastic material or the actual material they made out of and just no design on it i'm sure they have awesome designs and on that note how many snowboards have you gone through and what are their designs and did you choose them did you make them or you just bought them like that i was i'll say i've gone through three snowboards and the first one was a use uh real rundown snowboard that was just to see if I liked to snowboard. And I actually remember I was spray painted and painted over a few times to create my own design. So I remember what it looked like before, but in the end it was black with two uh, orange stripes and a blue star. 
Then my second snowboard was a Rome SDS. Uh, Rome's a very popular brand for starting out there. Uh, they do a great job. And the bottom, I remember, was very blue. And the top, I don't remember, although I can say snowboards tend to just have a variety. You can have a snowboard that looks like an LSD trip, or you can have one that's flat and plain. They have all different artworks. And my most recent, or the one I still ride now, Capital Ultra Fear 2016. I love the minimalist design. And if anybody has a 2015, I'll pay you like $500 for those. That's my favorite design of any snowboard. It's a pure white cover with a little green skull on the center. And on the bottom, the skull's larger and takes up the bottom. It's just a beautiful minimalist design. But they tend to be crazy and like have a lot of different features on them. And if you had the chance, if you weren't able to get that one, but let's say somebody donated that one, I, I'm sure you wouldn't say no, but let's say you had the chance not. to design your own snowboard. What would you put on it? Uh, in high school, using a software, I kind of designed my own ones. But nowadays, if I could design my own, something very simple, something very minimalist, something maybe like the backside, crazy bunch of colors just splat on, like you're throwing paint at it while the top has... Maybe like my name on it or something like that. I'd say something like that. For some strange reason, I was just imagining for myself, you know, I would put a mirror. Yeah, just the whole top part of being a mirror. What could go wrong? <laughs> so, Get to look back at yourself. Yeah, and then the sun <laughs> glaring into my eyes. Yeah, that's safety first, Alex. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and for you, do you prefer, let's say, when you are venturing, just going on trails, do you prefer going on man-made trails or do you like going on let's say fresh powder in like places that are rarely explored, even though it might be a little more dangerous, but do you like exploring? I def I like exploring through the woods at times, going through the trees. Powder, everybody absolutely loves. One thing that's better about the West Coast than the East Coast is they have a lot of powder. Grooming's good for beginners, but I'd say the powder. When it's a fresh coat of snow, nobody's ridden on it. And do you prefer to do this alone or with company? I like to go with company, get a group of kids, go into the train park, and maybe even record each other doing a trick if we can. And uh, actually, do you guys ever, like, say, challenge yourselves? Let's say play a game of horse where you, one of you tries to do a specific trick and the other person has to do that. Yeah, actually, there's a name for it in snowboarding. Um, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's, uh, it's like shred or something. But, yeah, you got to do the trick. And that's why it's great to bring people with you because then they motivate you to do so much better because you can't let your friends one-up you. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a stupid question, but do you have an arch rival, the one friend who, like, you guys keep going at each other and one-upping each other. I wouldn't say so, but when I first started, the friend who got me into it, he was the one that I mainly tried to keep up with. And when you did start, you probably went to one or two, three places, but how many places have you gone to and is there anywhere around the world that you would like to go snowboarding? I'd like to go to Mount Hood. They have a large terrain, or maybe Bear, no, Bear Mountain. They have great YouTube edits, great terrain park. And I've been to... All mountains in Connecticut. And then Vermont, Mount Snow is my favorite. Sugarloaf is a great one. Sugarbush is a great one. California, Lake Tahoe. Love to go there again. And that's just about the gist of it. few other ones. Nowhere like the Swiss, Swiss Alps or the Rockies. <laughs> one thing about snowboarding is it's less expensive than skiing. I'll say that. <laughs> okay. And the travel to go all the way there would be pretty expensive. <laughs> exactly. And when you did go snowboarding... Probably now is not the best time unless you go to some higher mountains. How often did you actually go snowboarding, let's say, in a year? In recent years, such as this and last year with college, I don't get to go as much, maybe three times. But back when I was snowboarding, snowboarding as much as I can, maybe 30 times in the winter. Damn, okay. So uh, you stayed active. 
And did you always go to like the same place and try the same route routes, or did you try like different little paths on the same hill? I always Mount Snow is my favorite because they have this park called Corinthia where they dedicate the whole mountain, uh, half of the mountain to terrain parks. And I would just always be in there 95% of my time. And I also noticed when I used to snowboard as well, like, I don't know if certain places allow this or not, but you can actually, let's say, make your own little jumps. Were you allowed to do that there? People off the side of the path, uh, people would like to carve their own little jumps that were fun to play around in. Besides that, I wouldn't say anybody made real jumps on the pathway, but off the side, there's plenty of them. Constantly just a one giant path of like on the side of just jump, 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 jump. When you jump and land, you land on another jump right away. There are those. <laughs> I love those. Those are my favorites. <laughs> it's like it's like uh, speed bumps everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And for you, do you have any inspirations, let's say, when it comes to the world of snowboarding, whether it's a snowboarder that is a famous snowboarder or somebody in your family that encourages you to keep doing it or anybody like that? There are two big names, I'd say. Warren Miller, he's a skier, but he has um these uh, edits every year that are in the cinema. And I remember watching one of those when I uh, first got into snowboarding. And it goes into different variations, even ice skating. They show skiing, snowboarding parachute gliding snowboarding or like stuff like that so that definitely got me hooked on snowboarding when that segment came and then right now probably the biggest name in snowboarding is scott stevens and he's just if you watch him he just spins the snowboard while his bindings are off and they land he's insane (laughs) so i'll say he's fun to watch so if you had the chance to meet him you wouldn't say no (laughs) oh of course sign my snowboard we ride the same brand. <laughs> so if he is listening right now, you know, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll organize something. I'll be the middleman just saying, hey, you guys meet and then I'll, I'll back off. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> now, have you, so you said you skateboarded and now you, well, you snowboard as well. Have you ever tried, let's say, transitioning that into, let's say, surfing, for example? Have you, has that ever interested you? That seems fun to try out. Oh, I'm, a, I'm over by Connecticut, so there's not much surfing. I think that's more West Coast. But that could be uh, cool to check out at some point. And when it comes to snowboarding, accidents sometimes happen, right? You can uh, land weirdly or fall or anything like that. So for you, have you ever injured yourself? And if so, what are some common injuries you've had? I've had common ones and a major one, but I'll say the common ones first, which is uh, mainly just fracturing my ankles or wrists. Uh, I don't know. They just love to fracture. And then it takes maybe a few weeks a month to heal. And uh, the big one I had was small mountain in Connecticut, I broke my arm and it was shaped like an S. So that was fun because then I had to get plate in my arm and I still have a scar in my arm. So that's the big one, I'd say. Although one of my friends, uh, we went to a park in in the town and he went to, when you go down a staircase, there's a rail going down the side and he instantly caught the rail at the top, banged his chin at the bottom and he was, he had a concussion. Oof. He's okay now, but yeah. Jeez. Uh, so for me, broken arm. For other people, such as himself, uh, concussion. Now, I used to have this when I was a kid when I used to snowboard. I don't know if you used them, but sometimes you would buy gloves with a kind of like a wrist stopper. Would you wear those? Would that have helped you in your situation? Or that was like, no, I broke my arm like smacking a tree somehow. Like it has like a padding in the glove or just a, like it tightens around your wrist? No, it's more like there's like a metal bar that goes from like, halfway through your forearm to the palm of your hand and it kind of prevents so let's say if when you land straight on your hands instead of that shot going straight through to your bone it would go onto that so you wouldn't actually take as much impact onto your physical body 
Oh, I remember those. When um when I was skateboarding when I was a kid, I used those. I never did it with snowboarding, but when as a kid uh, skateboarding, I definitely would use those. Also, something to bring up with the last topic, uh, if people listening, make sure you wear a helmet. Definitely wear a helmet. And speaking about helmet, what is your favorite helmet brand? And let's say goggles, because there's so many different types. <laughs> I'd say um helmet brand K2, because that's what I wear. And I got a great deal on one where you plug the cord into the back of the head and they have speakers in it. So I get to listen to my music while I ride. And my goggles, I'd say, are probably my favorite too. <laughs> you know, what's the name? It has a, <laughs> has a circle with the electricity bulb Oakley? going down the center. Oakley is a big one. People like those a lot. It'll come back to me. It's interesting you say that because I used to work at a snowboard and ski store called Tommy Lafay. And I used to work in the helmet department. And I remember I was like, what, 14, 15, 16, around that age. And like there was a grand opening and everybody had the sticker for the company head. And the sticker literally said, I love head. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that. You'll see. <laughs> I'll say um, for snowboards every year, the best snowboard gets the Goodwood Award. And that could imply something different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then they have the little sticker saying "I love head," and they got the Goodwood Award. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a perfect combo. <laughs> I love that though. I love head. That's that... creative. <laughs> I like how you just said that. Like, oh yeah, I love head. It's like, oh yeah, this just turned into an NSFW uh, podcast episode. Nice. Nice. <laughs> that's all good. But yeah, for you, back to you. A little less about head. What is your strongest quality? Would you say it's speed, strength, agility, technique, or anything else? I could go, I can bomb down a mountain without turning, so I can go fast, but a good amount of people can do that too. For me, maybe cautiousness, I guess. No, I broke my arm. I can't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. I guess just a combo. I'm decent. I guess going fast down the mountain. I can cruise. Speaking about going fast down the mountain, did you ever time yourself to try to see if you can beat your own speed? There's a lot of apps for that, and I always want to download one, but I always mess it up somehow. So, no, I haven't done that. I would imagine after a certain amount of time, after messing up, you're just like, all right, screw it. I'm just going to count in my head. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, <laughs> just all the way down. Yeah, I'll just say I'm going 200 miles per hour, something high. And this sounds stupid as well, but has it ever happened to you where, uh, say, a skier starts waving their fists at you or complaining? Because that's happened in my time about snowboarders. Oh, probably. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they... um. There's no hate or rivalry, but there's definitely like occasions where since I'm in the train park, I'm mostly with skiers in the same situation. But yeah, when I go fast, that that's definitely happened a few times, but I don't look back. So (laughs) (laughs) it's not like you have a license plate on the back of your helmet where they can just take a picture. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And for you, what was your biggest challenge when you first started snowboarding? For me, I didn't know at the time, but my boots were two sizes too big. And for, well, fun fact for skiing, the most important thing is your boots, not the skis themselves. But for snowboarding, the snowboard is. But having a boot that fits makes a difference because I would try and turn, but my foot would slide through space first before I actually hit the end and then turn. And that just made it pure impossible. So I say that was the biggest challenge. Did you ever just put on extra layers of socks? So like 12 layers of socks just to fill in the boot? I wore thick socks, but when I realized that was the case, then I switched boots like that. And I would imagine that is no longer your current challenge. Now you understand the importance of having a shoe that fits. So what is your current biggest challenge? I'd say starting each year is hard to get back into the rhythm of things. 
Because by the time of the previous year when you end, you already got a lot of practice in. You can do tricks beyond what you did the year before. But starting, there's always this rusty, uh, like, it's hard to even, like, hit a jump properly. That and not doing the, and, like, not trying to repeat breaking my arm again. So those are the two main ones. So ever since you broke your arm, do you feel like you're more cautious about that one arm? Like, kind of like, okay, I got to avoid that. And you f- do you feel like you take as many risks or not as much? Oh, definitely. It, um, it took a, maybe a year or two for me to actually get up to the point I was before or going on the same features. And that actually was great for my college essay because they like to see you overcome something. But that took me a while to get back to my old self. And for you, on another tough note, has snowboarding ever stressed you out? So let's say you cannot land a certain move. Do you just keep going at it or you go down the hill and try to go back up so you have enough time to relax and just focus again? The first time I did a 360, I would, there's this one jump that's perfect. I'd, uh, I tried, failed. I went back up the mountain, tried, spun maybe a quarter of the way, went back up the mountain and just did that maybe like six, seven times before I finally just threw myself around and landed it. That's awesome. So you're, you're very dedicated to the trick. So now you could probably just do that very easily. Eh, I'd have to try it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to say that. <laughs> and uh, another important question I forgot to ask you, do you prefer, let's say, snowboarding in the morning, midday, or even, let's say, at night? The morning's probably the best time to go, but I like to sleep in. And the mouse snow closes at four, which is kind of early, but in Connecticut, they have lights at nighttime. So that's actually, no, that would be my favorite, but it's hard to look through goggles. So I'd say around noon's the best time, my favorite. See, what you need is goggles with like LED lights on the outside. So it just projects, projects light wherever you see. They have that for snowboards. And I thought that stuff was the coolest thing when I was younger. It still is. Does it work really well? Depends. There's like $30 ones that I'm sure I've never seen in person. But then there's like $150 ones where they like drill into your snowboard and those look sick. So would you say it'd be more efficient to have it in the snowboard or have it in the goggles? In the goggles, if you have some bright ones, you can use it like headlights. So you can turn around and look. If you want to look to your side, you would have to turn your snowboard to the side. <laughs> yep. Or you look back up at your friend who has to jump and blind them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the challenge you're talking about with your friends. You uh, challenge each other. Exactly. Now, a very important question to ask you is, what are some misconceptions about people who snowboard? misconceptions i feel like they're stereotypes like they like to smoke pot which is true they tend to be upper college age which is true misconceptions maybe they're i just say they're mostly right <laughs> unless there's one i'm not thinking of yeah <laughs> they're not misconceptions they're conceptions that are not missed in a way if that if that makes any sense hopefully that sentence there made sense and another tough question for you is what has snowboarding taught you in life now this one is tough um i'd say how to overcome and work through the challenges like trying to do a 360 on a jump you won't get the first time or the second time but just keep trying and eventually you'll be able to overcome it and did you ever bring on some of those skills you learned from uh, snowboarding into real life yeah i'd say uh with my own endeavors whatever my goals are with say college or uh things similar to such as yourself with podcasting or now i'm picking photography and that's really hard to learn how to it's an old camera, so that's going to take me some time. So yeah, overcoming stuff. So for people listening right now, Bill is multitasking. He is podcasting while snowboarding and taking photos. Yep, blocking the wind with my hand. <laughs> <laughs> and the wind into the mic, all you hear is... <sighs> just little flips and like, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, 
This is where he crashed, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Actually, another question I forgot to ask you is, there's so many different types of snowboarding companies out there. Are there some that are better than others and some that just like you do not like for one specific reason or another? There's multiple. So it depends where you are. East Coast, uh, GNU, GNU uh, LibTech, they like to have serrated edges that look like a frequency, which is great for uh, ice because it's very icy on the East Coast. Capita is my favorite and they're kind of the new big shots alongside Burton, as I'm sure everyone's heard of. Ride and Rome are very good. You're getting into it. Very good. They cover multiple genres. Uh, LibTech, I don't know if I said them a second ago, but they're also crazy with their rockers and camber. So they're very extreme if you like that. Yeah, that's the gist of it. Capital is my favorite because that's why Ride and Rome was my starter. You know how some people are diehard fans? It's like people who play Xbox won't play PlayStation, Coke versus Pepsi, Nike versus Adidas. Is there one brand you do not like just due to personal preference? Burton has kind of an older man's reputation, I'd say, but they do a good job now. They're innovative again. So I don't think I can. I could see that. But for me personally, no, I like them all. There you go. You're just a loving kind of guy. You just love all of them. There's enough room. You could have all the skateboards, skateboards, all the snowboards. And if people would like to donate them to you, you would not say no. Yeah, of course. (laughs) For anybody listening, remember that. (laughs) I'll put that as the title of the episode. Donate to Bill. (laughs) Do you have any word of advice for anybody who might be interested in this hobby? Yeah, I'd say stick with it. Give it three to five attempts because it will take a few, it will definitely take a few times for you to even get down the mountain comfortably. But if you're able to get through that, it's just a real fun sport to pick up. You're never, there's always something new you could try, something you can check out, new mountain. And it's just a great, great hobby. And did you actually ever teach anybody how to snowboard? I taught two people, my cousin and one of my good friends. And yeah, it's, um, it looks basically like holding the person's arm a lot. And then they slide down maybe 10 feet and then they fall on their back or fall on their stomach. And that continues for probably a few hours. But by the end of the day, they're cruising and they're starting to get the hang of it. And did they ever teach you some new tricks after you taught them how to snowboard? I'll say that while watching them struggle uh, convinced me to start practicing my goofy riding. And it's hard. Riding regular, I can do great. But switching to the other side, I was almost neck and neck with them. Well, you know what? Now now you'll practice and then you'll be perfect and then you'll be, be able to do it with your eyes closed, on your hands, or your hands in the boot. I'm just going a little extreme. I, I don't know if anybody's ever tried that. I feel like that'd be like a world record kind of thing where you do a handstand in a snowboard all the way downhill. That would be something new. <laughs> probably not safe. <laughs> yeah, probably not that. <laughs> but you know what is safe? Your podcast. So on that note, I've asked this question. It's a weird segue. But uh, I asked this question at the beginning of the episode, but I'll ask it again at the end. Do you have any social media links, websites, or projects you're working on or a podcast that you would love to share so people can come show you some love? Of course. Please, uh, if you're in the CT Massachusetts region, we should be back soon, hopefully a month when this corona passed. But check out FM 91.7, likely Thursdays at 10. But more importantly, again, go to podcast, uh, Instagram or Twitter at Podcast The Way. Uh, you can go on podcasttheway.com or Google search uh, The Way Podcast, Bill Trofesky. Make sure you include that last name because there's a lot of religious The Ways before me. His podcast is The Way on the Snow. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's, it's another kind of ways. But yes, you know what? I'll make it a lot easier. I'll put all those links down below once again so people can go check it out and show some love. And now for the final question, do you have any questions for me about snowboarding? You said you worked in a shop before and you tried it a little bit. 
Can you tell me a little bit what a little bit about that? What was your shop like? Your shop experience? I worked in one too. Oh, uh, the shop experience. I vividly remember what it looked like too. It was crazy. It's uh, I worked in a little corner with just full of helmets, and right beside me was the goggles. I was in charge of the goggles and the helmets, and I was I think I was fourteen at the time. I don't know if it was legal to work at that age, but I was working. And it was like grand openings were working like 12 hour days, which was pretty hectic. Just trying on helmets on people's heads. And it was a fun experience. Uh, I did snowboard at that time as well. So I got a lot of the uh, stuff there on a discount, which was awesome. And yeah, it was my first job, I believe, too. Yeah. Same boat. Hey. My first job snowboarding and the discounts. Gotta love those. And uh, for snowboarding for myself, I ride Goofy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Nice. He's like, yeah, he rides Goofy. Wow. He's a hero. How about that? Yeah, he's a hero. <laughs> yeah. We don't see that it's too many people who ride Goofy. Well, Alex is Goofy at heart, so he rides Goofy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you so much, Bill, for coming on and just sharing your love of snowboarding with the world. And now I have a feeling that you want to go snowboarding right now, don't you? I do. It's too bad summer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm just a bad influence right now. I'm just like, oh, let's talk about snowboarding in the middle of summer. Yeah, just tease you about it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? If you guys are interested in learning more about Bill, you should go check him out. I'll put all the links down below and go show him some love. And if you'd like to be on my podcast or have any questions at all, you can send me an email at tonefyourhobby at gmail.com. And of course, if you like the podcast and want to leave a review, you can on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or anywhere at all. You know, reviews help, good or bad. Also, if you want to show some more support, this is also just completely optional. You can actually uh, buy some merchandise on Redbubble or even be a patron. So I have those. The links are all down below so you can go check that out. But once again, what you do have to do is go support Bill because he's a lovely, lovely human being and he will be a better snowboarder than me. So you got to show him some more love. Sounds good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Pleasure was all mine. So until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Take care. <laughs>